Is there someone in your life that you think of as the one that got away? Maybe an ex that you wish you were still with? Or even a brief acquaintance you had an amazing connection with? Or someone you got a crush on but they're already in a relationship? Or maybe an ex who moved overseas and now you can't stop thinking about what could have been? Whatever the sitch, you feel like you're still meant to be with this person. And it means you have someone you can't be with living in your brain rent-free. Well, friend, it's time for them to move the F out. Nat Tenchich here, and in this episode, we're talking about romance, fate, and how to stop obsessing over the one that got away and move on. And we'll learn where this idea even comes from. <coughs> Rom-coms. <coughs> oh. <laughs> so I want to talk about this because last week on our Long Distance Relationships episode, and if you haven't heard it already, head back to your feed and give it a listen, we met Imogen from Melbourne, a hookup listener who shared her story about an ex who lived in London. After a couple of years of doing long distance and then living together in Australia and the UK, they decided it would be better to break up. It wasn't realistic in their eyes to stay together. But they kept messaging, hanging out, seeing each other. And while this is totally fine and okay, and I even love to see it, as we spoke more, I realised how much she was still in love with him. And in her eyes, he'll forever be the one that got away. We broke up for, an, for a year. Mm. And I still went over there a year later and met him and we went to Portugal for a month and we were, you know, sleeping together and it was mm. still so special. Like, we will never not have that connection. And I went over there last year again um, and went to a wedding with him and we just just love each other. And I just feel like we're just going to consistently just do that. Um, he does have a partner now and I did have a partner when I went to the wedding with him last year. But it was like nothing had changed. Like obviously we weren't having sex, but there's still this connection that we will just forever have. And I know that, you know, a few years down the track, you know, when we have family and like I'll always contact him. And if I'm in Europe, if he's, you know, in Australia, it'll just be this like really lovely connection that we have and I, I just don't think that's ever gonna die how did your partner feel about this um he I don't he wasn't super stoked about it mm. <laughs> I think especially because he was like a dear friend um of mine and so I'd told him the whole story um before we ended up getting together yeah um and he actually when we ended up breaking up he sort of said like you know I'm yeah like I know that I'll never be Jimmy for you like I think that that is just someone that I'll never be and I find it kind of really upsetting damn yeah that's kind of real how did that make you feel yeah it made me feel upset and I think that I just yeah I can understand that it's an awkward thing to still have such a connection with an ex-partner but I think that what makes it work is also the fact that he's in another country he's not around we're not constantly seeing each other but we still have that connection that um, I think will always, yeah, like infiltrate into other relationships. And um, But I don't ever want that to end because I love him so much and it was such a beautiful relationship. And, yeah, like we lived in each other's worlds. You know, I lived in the UK and met all his loved ones and, and we then just had this actually really quite 
wholesome and beautiful long distance experience. I feel like I, I want to talk a bit about like where you're at now though, because you know you you have this like connection still. Maybe the two of you are sli- on slightly different pages at the moment. Like, would you have wanted things to continue? And do you? Yeah, I mean, because it sounds like from what you're saying is like like you'd have been so keen to keep long distancing, um, and and he just can't really do that. Like, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's a bit, it, it really sucks that that compatibility didn't continue. Yeah, I think it is hard. And um, I think that he is someone that will always, yeah, like be like my first choice. <laughs> um, and, but I, but I actually feel like that with him as well. But I think that he... I was a bit more adaptable. Like I'd always, like I was actually just so willing to, to, to just make it work. Even if it wasn't in the place that I really wanted to be, even if I was so far away from my family, I just was just very much willing to, to just do whatever I could to be with him. And I think that he really loved me. He really cared about me, but it was just, look, to be honest, he's just so English as well. <laughs> I just think that he just really just wanted to be in his own space, in his, like, you know, near his family, in his tiny little, like, village that he grew up in. And he was just so kind and caring that he just was like, I just don't, I want to be with you, but I just know that you're not going to be in the place where you're going to fully flourish and um, be with the people that are going to um, make you the happiest. So I don't, I'm, I don't want you to like move your whole life for me um yeah so it was I don't want you to move your whole life but I also can only be in a close contact relationship going forward basically yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) sucks that does really suck but what sucks the most is being with a new partner and not being able to fully let go of your ex it's a shitty situation for everyone So how do you deal with it and move on? We'll get into that really soon. But I want to start with the big why. Why do we hold on to and even romanticize the one that got away? It's something we see in so many shows and movies. Two people who are destined to be together but can't because it's this huge annoying obstacle in the way and they go on this full-on journey and despite all odds, thank God, a miracle happens and they end up together and live happily ever after because their love was meant to be. Everywhere I went, you caught up with me. I had to come back. It's such a common narrative. I mean, like, even Katy Perry has that song called The One That Got Away. You know, I... I'm not a huge Katy Perry fan. I don't really know it. And look, <laughs> and logically, we know that that's not what real life and real relationships are like. But we still believe it and still hang on to it. So what's the deal with that? Associate Professor from the University of Melbourne, Dr. Lauren Rosewarne, says it's because film and TV and culture and society more broadly tells us this narrative. If love is meant to be and if the love is really good and passionate, there's probably going to need to be that obstacle that you need to overcome. That grand narrative of love, you won't be meeting online. It'll be more like you you look at each other across a crowded room, stars align, you're drawn together. There's going to be some sort of obstacle that you need to overcome and it will probably be a big obstacle. 
But then finally the universe puts the pieces back together. And that narrative there as though this is just a hurdle and and we'll eventually find our way back to each other, it it kind of buffers over problems that exist in relationships and, and potentially the reasons that you split in the first place because you've got you've invested in the idea that that person is the one and your belief in that idea is making everything else seem less important to you. But every single day you're in a relationship, it's the little stuff that actually makes, you know, something work or not work. So the things that, you know, irritated you or the incompatibilities that led to a breakup, you're forgetting those in that idealization, And it's part of that reason why those one that got away probably works best in your imagination rather than trying to bring it into domestic reality. Well, yeah. And speaking of like your imagination and and turning that person maybe into something of a figment of your imagination, because that term, like, or, you know, that phrase, like the one that got away, like when I hear it, I sort of think about it in terms of like, ownership and chasing someone and like you know like that they they got away from you like your clutch you didn't (laughs) hold them tight enough right the other way the other way though you could read it I must say I like you I had that perception of it's like you know um if they were lucky enough to bolt good luck to them (laughs) because you're holding too tight but the other way to look at it is the concept of lost love you know the idea of got away in the sense that you lost it much like you might have lost any other object that it, it was lost to you and I think in that case maybe I can see an element of was your behavior at the time bad Now, I don't mean abusive, but just, you know, you weren't a good partner, you were immature, you didn't know what you wanted, et cetera. They left and now you're thinking, if only I'd smartened up my act, if only I was a better partner, it could have worked because that benefit of hindsight taught me that person was actually much more valuable to me than I realised. And that's where I think it's an actually quite an interesting metaphor. We tend not to use it for that. We tend to use it to talk about breakups. But I think if it's a lesson about self-improvement and overcoming things that we'd, um, you know, fail to have done in a relationship, you know, and you often read that in research of people who've divorced, on hindsight, they realise all these things that they didn't do. And that's Mm. one of those things I think where it does work, the metaphor of losing something in that you lost it because you were potentially neglectful, immature, et cetera. I mean, that's great if whatever situation you find yourself overthinking about is beneficial to your self-growth because it can be a really healthy thing to reflect and think about what went wrong and what can I learn about myself through this and why things didn't really work out. Reflection is really healthy, but it becomes a problem when you obsess over what could have been or you compare everyone to that person and think of them as the only one for you. Clinical psychologist Dr. Glenn Hosking says it's very normal to have that grief looking back on relationships, but the concept of the one, that everyone has one perfect person for them, it isn't realistic. All relationships are going to have the challenges and the difficulties and are going to have problems and all people that we come into contact with whether they be intimate relationships or other kinds of relationships there are going to be parts about it that are good and parts about it that are not so it's largely impossible for us to go about or to experience a relationship where it is completely the one 
and there are no things that pull us away from that or no things about that relationship that we don't find fulfilling. And I think that that's a really important point when we look back on relationships and when we do have that sense that we were just talking about then about the idealised rose-coloured glasses way of kind of looking at it is because we would then imagine a future with that person to be just like that and to have that idealised kind of way of being. Yeah, and Lauren completely agrees with this and says, especially with a breakup, we spend a lot of time with those rose-coloured glasses on, idealising things when they were good. Things are often good at the start and you kind of have this, our brains have this great capacity to filter out the bad stuff. It's what nostalgia is. There's an element there of looking back and thinking of the fun times as though every day was like that. And that idea of just cherry picking the good bits, you're selectively editing what was an entire relationship, which often had a lot of complexities, hence the reason you broke up in the first place. How tied, though, is this kind of idea to the idea of, like, the one and soulmates? Because, like, if you are kind of convinced that there's such a thing as the one, you know, that did get away, then even a regular breakup will sort of feel like, well, that person, you know, that one chance you had or that one person you had is kind of is kind of missing and, and a lost opportunity now. You're kind of bereft, yep. you know? Absolutely. Your other half left. But also it means that any future relationship is going to pale into insignificance because they can't compete. And this is one of those things we need to be careful. And I'm I'm saying this myself so that I learn this lesson, although I never have managed to. (laughs) You can't do that thing where, you know, this doesn't conjure all the same emotions at the last, you know, that that relationship you hold up in the past as being so perfect or so ideal. Mm. You know, you have to evaluate every new relationship as it comes along. If you don't, there's an element there of self-sabotage because every relationship is going to fail purely because it wasn't that one that you're idealizing from the past not fully grasping it didn't work for a reason and pretending that we can just pick up the good pieces and forget all the bad is a really selective edit of the past and that's something that Imogen is dealing with It's really hard to give a new relationship time to grow and become just as special in its own way if you're always comparing it to the highlight reel or fantasy of someone else. Because there is a condition that prevents you from being together, it's very easy to go, well, if we were in the same country, this would have been perfect Mm. and this relationship would have been perfect, but we can't have this relationship because we're in a different country. And and that's a really easy kind of thing to do as opposed to that we could be together, but one of us doesn't want to be. And so it is a really important thing to appreciate that those kind of circumstances can certainly fertilise those idealised views uh, of a relationship. But it's not just long-distance breakups that leave people hung up on the one that got away. When we asked you about your experiences on Instagram, so many of you came back to us with lots of different stories. So I got Glenn to help us out. Here's Rachel from Brunswick. I uh, had been seeing this guy, this was pre-pandemic, and he wanted a commitment from me that I just didn't think that I could give to him. Um, And so, you know, I didn't want to be a time waster. So I was the one that had to say, 
you know, um, I, I don't think that we can go any further, which was really heartbreaking. It was it was really awful. And for many weeks afterwards, I kept thinking to myself, oh, my God, if I just made the most terrible decision ever because he was, in my eyes, he was boyfriend material, but it was just something that I wasn't ready to commit to and definitely something that I still think about to this day and that was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, what kind of makes you think that you won't find somebody that you click like that with again? I wonder if a lot of it is just the expectation that I had with this person. Like we mm. had such a wonderful time together and it had been totally different from every experience that I'd had previously. And so I wonder if I'm holding myself back by thinking that I'll never have that with somebody again. Do you want to like be able to kind of move on and get past this? I definitely do. I think I'm at a different stage in my life where I think in hindsight I had made the right decision Mm. but I think at some point when I'm ready to want to be serious with somebody um absolutely that's what I want you know and I know if our stars aligned again and we we managed to meet up again I I wouldn't push it away (laughs) yeah totally well good luck with it Rachel thank you so much for um sharing your story Chrissy in Melbourne um tell me about your one that got away yeah, so my boyfriend, well, ex-boyfriend now, uh, and I were together for, God, seven seven years, and we broke up at the end of 2019. So it's been really hard. I haven't really been able to let myself, you know, move on because we were friends for so long before we got together as well, so it made it a bit harder. Yeah, that does make it a bit harder. Um, yeah. Glenn, I want to talk about this, like, because, Chris, you were kind of I guess part of the one that got away thing for you and, and I think for everyone is that like idea that you're never going to find someone like that again, yeah? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like will I ever love like that again? It, it was something that was so exciting and uh, I loved him so much and it's just kind of a bit scary to think that I will never find someone like that again, you know? So, Glenn, I want to speak to this because, Chrissy, like I've so been there and yeah. I've stayed in relationships that were like, stale and not good anymore because I was like I will never find something this unique or this special or like this again and then it's like yeah but then you either you do or you find something different that's also as good right so Glenn can you talk about like where that thinking comes from I think that it is an important thing to appreciate that it is going to be the case that you won't find anything like that because it's always going to be different that any new relationship will be different. And one of the problems that people can sometimes find themselves in that after a relationship, they'll search for something that is um, a carbon copy or a replacement. But of course, just the reality of humans being humans, where we're all very different, it's impossible to find someone where it's going to be exactly what the past relationship was. And so it's quite problematic. Um, that kind of thinking is quite problematic. To, I'll never find someone like that. Because it's actually true, but if we're able to go through the adjustment and the grieving kind of process and then appreciate that connections and romantic relationships can take different forms and different sizes, then we can go some way to improve that kind of way of being. Chrissy, I hope that helps a little bit. And um, yeah, I hope you can kind of get past that thinking. It's really, 
really difficult to do, but it's an important thing to be able to do as well. I've got uh, Dave in the Cooler Nation Melbourne on the line here. You met someone recently, but you can't help thinking about what could be. What happened? Basically, I met her through a mutual friend on a night out and we just sort of clicked and had fun and I guess like we walked around in town where we were and then spent the next couple of days together and it was you know, it was a whirlwind time and nothing really came of it after that. Why did nothing come of it after that? I think both of us got nervous and as a result just sort of backed off a bit. Not so much a, of a one that got away story as it is a one that never was. Yeah, which is which is kind of hard to reckon with. Like, how long ago is this? Can you send a message and say, "Hey, what's up?" Like, can you catch this one? Um, so I I I did, and I got left on red. Oh no. <laughs> um, which I guess is an indication, as much as any, that it's not the right time. So, you know, I took notice of that and thought, you know, hopefully something may happen one day, but still sort of hung up on it at the moment. I think, um, Glenn, this is kind of like a classic, um, you know, this it, it starts to even tread a little into ghost territory where you, like, wonder what could have been in these really small little interactions, less like the one but a, a possible one. Glenn, how do you sort of step back from, I guess, fantasising about this this sort of thing? Look, I mean, I think that there's pleasure in doing that kind of thing. You know, it can be sort of nice to fantasise and nice to romanticise these kinds of things and in those early stages of those kind of connections it can be a really pleasant and joyful kind of thing but in this case and and many many others when it doesn't happen you're kind of left with that glory and you're left with that positivity and you're left with that that niceness kind of about it I think in these kind of situations one thing that that stuck out for me in that story is the kind of one of the, the things that led it to kind of fall over was that kind of nervousness around it, which can be nice and it can, you know, it sounds certainly very genuine, but sometimes I think it can also be helpful to to question a little bit behind that and, and how is that perhaps adding to the, the paralysis of the progression of the relationship or, you know, or, or just, you know, adding to it moving forward or progressing. Yeah, exactly. And I guess some realism around that. And that idea that maybe you can try again, but if you keep getting left on red, and as painful as it is, maybe there's your answer. No matter what situation you're in, how can you finally yeet that fantasy out of your brain and move on once and for all? Here's Glenn again. Look, I don't know that we have a a, a formula, unfortunately, that uh, we can kind of say that by this amount of time, but there certainly are factors that can impact this. And I think it's important to question some of the things behind that and why that might be and that can be a really complex uh, process and a complex kind of thing to do and I think sometimes people benefit from getting some professional assistance to do this but but sometimes things like you know what does relate what do relationships mean to the individual and what did that relationship mean to that individual what did it provide for you and what are the sorts of things that are leading for it to be something that, that the individual is latching on to so, for example, sometimes a relationship um, provides a sense of, of purpose or a sense of worth and that people feel like their sense of worth or sense of purpose is lost without that individual, which I don't think is that an accurate kind of way of thinking, but sometimes that can kind of creep in. Whatever it might be, it's useful to 
to sort of stand back and reflect and, and think, well, what did that provide for me? And what am I worried about having lost as a result of that relationship not being um, happening anymore, not being a relationship that's active anymore? Yes, once again, we'll say it again, self-reflection. It's hard, it can be painful, but it's so important. Okay, so before I get out of here, I just want to talk about the idea that I heard quite a bit when looking at the one that got away, that if it's meant to be, they'll come back to you. Because Emily from Newcastle messaged us and said, I actually got back with my one that got away after five years got to keep living your life but if they're really the one they might just come back to you now I'm really happy for Emily and girl that's awesome for you and I'm glad you also kept living your life that's the really important part but when I hear that (laughs) the one will find their way back to you that part of me goes no 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 just don't don't hold on to that fantasy like It's not because they're the one. It's not because there's something fated. And I swear to God, I am cancelling the one once and for all. No more the one. There's just people you have strong, great connections with. And maybe you connect with them again. That's totally fine. And that's okay. And Glenn pretty much says the same thing. Look, I mean, I I don't think we can say that if a relationship ends that, you know, dead, buried and cremated. I think there are things that can change and, you know, relationships can return. It's not out of the question, of course, but I think that it is important that when relationships have ended, that people don't hold on to this hope that it has to rekindle or it has they have to return to that person or that person has to return to them because that can be something that can really prevent the person from living their life and certainly getting into other relationships and if you're a true the one believer i don't want you all up in my mentions i will not be having it i'm not being swayed on this when you give up on the idea of the one you will find a new lease on life okay that's all i'm gonna say i'm just gonna put that mic down now If you have any other questions or a topic or a story you'd like us to cover, DM us on Instagram at Triple J The Hookup or shoot us an email, thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you next time.